where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love and we're your host Shelby Nutt. Um, Hi, I am actually flew in from another multiverse so I'm not the same Matt that's usually here. Oh, you I'm just like look a slightly, the same and you I'm have like the same slight, backstory well, and the same no, love interest. I don't, I don't look the same. And the same you can't, job. You can't see me because it's a podcast but I look very different. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's better I'm than I'm much this, less attractive than the normal version. <laughs> That checks out. Yeah, was off about this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but I'm so excited about this. It's uh, we're doing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, um, which I was about to say is the first Marvel movie of the year, but then I remembered Spider Man, so it's literally not. But it feels Spider Man like came out last year. It did. Yeah, it came out at like Christmas, didn't it? Oh my gosh. I must have just confused myself because we've rewatched it. Like a yes, month ago. no, it definitely came out last year because it was nominated for Oscars this year. Oh my gosh, you're right! Wow and that that conversation around that movie lasted a long time because like I'll still see tweets about about Tobey Maguire in my feed. Like people can't move on from it. <laughs> I think this is the first one since you're then, right. though. It yes? is, yes. And you know what's interesting is it was supposed to come out first, but. But like through different situations, um, this ended up coming out after. And that's sort of why that's sort of I mean, this is such a convoluted conversation because Marvel is such a huge beast at this point that it's just so complicated. And like, oh, what did you have to watch before understanding this? A lot. But like, yeah, there's been so many shows. Obviously, WandaVision was a big one that we knew would play into this because Wanda's a character in this movie. But you also had shows like Loki, which sort of technically introduced the idea of the multiverse in the MCU. But that doesn't feature into this like literally at all, like at all. Moon Knight is their other show that literally just ended the day this premiered. So people thought that would play into this because it's like, oh, maybe, but doesn't get acknowledged shang chi happened never is addressed in this even though uh there's a crossover character with um wong wong who's um the oh yeah the like the, assistant the, uh, well no he's the master now he's, he's the, the supreme yeah but anyways so so going into this movie there was a lot of hype around it because again it's called the multiverse of madness um it had originally been pitched at the Comic-Con where they announced it as being the first true horror. And it was originally supposed to be directed by someone else, but he stepped back because of creative differences. They said, actually, it's not going to be full horror. It'll still be rated, you know, like PG-13. And Sam Raimi from the Spider-Man movies is going to direct it. And here we are. Um, So (laughs) second Doctor Strange first movie to sort of address what happens in the Disney Plus TV shows and I'm curious yeah. as a Marvel hater slash indifferent er person watcher how did you walk away from this movie I mean I felt like I had seen WandaVision yes. thankfully and had liked that so I knew at least the Wanda side of things I hadn't seen the first Doctor Strange movie, but Doctor Strange was in 
the yes. last Spider-Man movie. So I was sort of like, okay, I have like a general vibe of like what his character is doing. Um, there are lots of like cameos and stuff throughout this. Some of which I was able to pick up on some of which I wasn't. Some of it is based off of the Marvel animated show. What if yes. there's like crossovers to that, which I didn't watch. Um, so yeah, the thing with these Marvel movies now is there's so much going on, like you said, and so many different characters crossing over from so many different things that I feel like in order to fully appreciate it, yes, you have to have watched all of these movies, all of these TV shows, and even like have this somewhat uh, like passing knowledge of the comic books, mm-hmm. I feel like, because there were characters from this who were introduced, who were from comic books that I was like, I have no idea who this person is. I have like, if I'm supposed to know anything about their backstory, like I don't have that. (laughs) And the, but I think that also they sort of recognize that people aren't going to have all of that knowledge. And so the general crux of the plot, I think you can understand having not seen Mm-hmm. Other properties, or I guess I don't know, because I, I, if you went and saw this movie having not seen any other Marvel movies or having not seen WandaVision, I'm not sure if you would be able to um, pick up on everything. But yeah, it was it was doing a lot, and I feel like now that there's these multiverses and multiple versions of these different characters that are popping in and out, that we're just gonna get more and more um, sort of like everything's available to us especially in the in the like sequel marvel movies i think with the originals they've done a pretty good job of keeping the stories contained like with eternals and with shang chi um they sort of block it off and say okay we're just gonna do this but i think in the like we don't have any technical avengers movies now but i think like in the sort of moving the whole like marvel universe forward movies which i would say this is one they like to mix it up a bunch um I think that Spider-Man was a little bit more self-contained than this, but I think that we're definitely going to get more movies of this variety where it's sort of a mishmash of a bunch of different things from a bunch of different places as we move forward to whatever the sort of end of phase four is. Yeah. And it's getting much nerdier because they're like, you know, pulling from weirder comp, like, I guess not weirder. They're pulling from less, uh, yeah, more obscure comics and they're going deeper into comic stories. So I follow a couple like different Marvel junkies who are like, oh, this references this comic and it's like this and oh, the the, the third eye and the Ashanti. And it's like, okay, I don't know any of this. But I had been well versed in the Marvel Cinematic Universe before this. So now it's starting to feel like, well, wait, (laughs) who is this for? I frankly, absolutely 100% did not enjoy this. (laughs) I was watching it and I was thinking... One, obviously, Shelby does not like horror, so there's that side of things, like, just before anything else happens. The WandaVision plotline, or the Wanda slash Scarlet Witch plotline in this, I was like, oh, Shelby is going to hate this. I was like, she, it, this is very um, tenant like I am right, too. Yes, but it, it was giving me tenant like if, if the world is destroyed, then my child will be destroyed energy. And then... And- and then when I was reading the sort of um, 
uh, I don't not necessarily criticism, but like uh, behind the scenes stuff afterwards. And I saw that Sam Raimi, the director, had not seen WandaVision <laughs> yeah. when he made this movie. So I was like, that explains so much, so much. and is so like just like infuriatingly dumb like yes. why would you not watch that like i i guess like there's a very small sliver of my mind that it sort of kind of makes sense of like okay well i don't want to watch other things so that i'm not impacted by them but when i mean we i think we had a similar issue with some of the star wars movies mm-hmm. um like when you're building something into a framework that already exists, like, yes, you can put your own spin on it, but only to a certain degree. And it needs to connect and feel like it's in the same world and that the characters are functioning in the same way as the previous entities. There were people in this movie who I was like, they are not behaving in the way that they have in previous movies, Mm -hmm. mostly Wanda. (laughs) And so it just, the whole thing sort of feels off. That being said, I did really enjoy this movie mm. in some ways but the how I put it is like halfway through the movie I was watching it with a friend and I turned and I was like this movie is really bad and then like <laughs> 30 minutes later I was like you know what I think this movie is maybe so bad that it's like turned around <laughs> and come back to being like good just because of how wild it is yeah so the like campiness horror just like bizarre decision making yeah. i loved yeah the as like a piece of the marvel plot line and as a like cohesive story yeah and even like as a well-made movie i would say no but right but in the universe of like highly polished very like put together processed by hundreds of people Mm -hmm. world that the marvel movies is this feels like somebody was like didn't check their emails for a couple months and a lot of things got pushed through that probably shouldn't have (laughs) yeah i mean that's sort of like this movie hasn't done i mean it's done well because it's a marvel movie and they can't do anything bad at this point but it is one of the lower reviewed movies like it's less loved by both audience and critics um but a lot of love does go towards sam raimi bringing like a fresh i don't know uh, perspective on it's Marvel. a very different energy than yeah. anything we've seen so far from yeah Marvel. you can tell like usually you, i don't know a single like name director on most marvel movies except for the ones that stand out and like something like taika waititi's hand on Thor Ragnarok comes to mind and similarly the first Guardians where it's like oh they have a specific style and you can tell like they stand out as movies that had creative input beyond just the corporate like lingo and so a lot of people like Sam Raimi's style it's very like campy like there's a lot of weird like oh the camera's rotating or like whoa we're having like three different shots um overlapped on top of each other as someone does a dramatic reading of what's going on it's very much like i want to say cheesy but there's an artfulness to it i guess if it's your if it's your jam so it's his style it's like working but it's also at odds with like what they're expecting this movie to be and so it felt like he was like oh you're allowed a little freedom but like you're still on a leash so like don't pull too hard because we'll just pull you right back and so they couldn't fully commit to it being like creepy horror they were just like random shots but then there was also your like usual oh we're a marvel movie and we make witty banter like in between serious uh, moments of trauma and then on top of it everyone here <laughs> felt so 
thinly drawn that I was just like, what's the point of this? Like the entire Marvel structure came about arguably because Tony Stark was an interesting character and the Iron Man like just launched this huge interest in the comic book movie not being so focused on being a comic book movie because before that we got Scott Pilgrim we had like the the Watchmen like these weird sort of cheesy niche films about comic books shot as comic books but then this comes and makes it like a cool like Tony what a complex character let's see his arc over three films and a ton of cameos and other films and all this and so it was just kind of like it was character driven, even though it was, you know, if you want to side with Scorsese or whatever, it's like a kind of thin pop kind of exploration of theme and character. But this, this movie was like the snake eating its tail where I'm like, oh no, they've lost, they've lost that completely. And now it's just, it's just a series of like pause for applause cameos. It's characters who are who are doing things just to move the plot along with no interest in digging into these characters, especially because they introduced the multiverse. So they don't have to put any concern into what this character does because they can always just bring in another character uh, with the same, the same character, but with a different character and they don't have to worry about crap because it's just another character. Well, the, I think that because now Marvel has so many movies and then they also have these TV shows that it's become less about films and more about like a larger story. So I think you, you almost have to look at these movies as if they're episodes of a TV show rather than as movies in and of themselves. And so with that in mind, you end up getting some of these movies that are more about peace setting and sort of like moving things around than they are about the actual plot of the movie. So it's like Doctor Strange, like this is a Doctor Strange movie and it is about him, but it's also about all of these other things. It's about setting up the multiverse and you know, different kinds of, yeah, and all of these other pieces that are going to come in later. So it's like an episode, you know, in the middle of a Game of Thrones season where you're sort of like, okay, like this episode wasn't necessarily great, but it was like, you know, covering a bunch of these characters sort of setting up for something bigger, hopefully to come later. And while that works in a television show, I don't know if it works in a movie series quite as well, especially when you're trying to also make it a movie because it's not like they sort of left... It's, it's not like they were like, uh, okay, this is, is a m- movie, but it's going to be like a middle piece. And so it's just going to be a bunch of different characters doing a bunch of things. Like they are trying to give it a cohesive narrative, even if it's really the main concern here is moving a bunch of pieces around so I that know, they can do something like, with them I know, but it's also like, what are they moving towards? Because this movie, what frustrated me was that it felt like it went nowhere and gave us nothing. And it was just constantly like, I, I don't know, just just swimming in place where it was like they were constantly shouting about stuff and like over explaining the plot. But the plot itself wasn't like it wasn't like watching um, Avengers. The first one. Wait, what's it's in game and uh, uh, Infinity War, Infinity War, where it's like that clearly isn't going to end well and it's going to be weird. But you know where you're going. This was just like what? what is happening? Because it all ended up being like a big MacGuffin. Like it was just constantly red herrings because the plot of this movie is basically uh, first scene. You realize there's a 
Doctor Strange in another universe who's trying to help this girl we've never met before, America Chavez, who is being chased by evil demons who want her power. They want to kill her to yes. get her power. And Doctor Strange is about to sacrifice her to say to steal her power so that it doesn't get in the wrong hands. Very egotistical, classic Doctor Strange um, move. And instead of going through with it, America Chavez is allowed to is able to time jump through a, the multiverse, which is her superpower. And she ends up in New York where our Doctor Strange that we know and love over the course of these last, you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe years is rescues her, finds out she has a skill and that someone's after her. And he's like, okay, we've got to protect you because we can't let this power get into the wrong hands. Uh, the book of Ashanti, the book of Ashanti. Yes. <laughs> and meanwhile, he's like, oh, you know who could help us because these demons are coming from the dark hold. The dark hold is this evil book of spells for witches is a witch in our universe. Wanda. Wanda Maximoff. I wonder what she's been doing. Um, Let's go chat with her in her orchard. <laughs> Let's go chat with her. And and so immediately, like, this is spoilers, but um, it turns out Wanda has started reading The Darkhold, which we did, in fact, see in the post credit scene of WandaVision. We can't ignore that we knew that she was dabbling in dark magic to try and find her children again, which through the course of WandaVision, we really... Eh, Okay, let's get through this plot and then we'll rewind to WandaVision. Yes. But so Doctor Strange um, goes to Wanda to ask for help, finds out that she's the one who's been seeing these de demons because Wanda wants to steal America's powers so that she can time jump to another universe where her kids are alive and she can live out her Betty Crocker fantasies. Um, and then when Doctor Strange is like, whoa, you can't kill this one person. She's like, uh, watch me. I'm the Scarlet Witch, bitch. And <laughs> she goes full crazy, uh, just it embraces her evil genius, proves herself to be the strongest Avenger after all. I mean, Captain Marvel wasn't in this, but they could duke it out. And and thus the horror begins where she does all these creepy spells to try and get her hands on America, um, sends them to forces them into another time jump where they go to another world. And Doctor Strange starts to realize that he in other universes has dabbled in the dark magic as well and has gone evil in every single entity. But this one's going to be different because I don't know reasons. And so it's just kind of this cat and mouse game between Doctor Strange and Wanda. And America's there just being like, oh, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> and people are trying to stop Wanda and her plant. She's able to cross over spiritually into other versions of herself and thus fight Doctor yeah. Strange in another multiverse, in yeah, another universe. They're sort of just chasing each other. And and America Chavez is like 11 in the first season of Stranger Things, who's like, I, I don't know what my powers are. But yeah. the whole time you're like, okay, at some point she's going to use her powers right. to like kick some butt. Um, the, the thing with Wanda is mm. like is half so in this new phase of marvel we don't really have a big bad yet yeah. we haven't really gotten a villain at all because yes we had the eternals yes we have um shang chi but both of those are sort of more contained stories spider-man really doesn't even have a villain so we're sort of waiting around i think for whatever 
the the negative force of this phase is going to be. Yeah. And throughout this movie, when Wanda seems so strong and so powerful, I-, I was like, okay, this must be like where we're headed. Like this is the movie that introduces like Wanda as the big bad of this new phase but then she's dispensed with at the end of the film so it's like okay well never mind like that wasn't uh like i guess that's not where we're going with this like i don't know what (laughs) i don't know what really the point of this movie was moving forward other than to just sort of like take the piece that is wanda off the board and introduce america chavez as a new potential character but we still don't have anyone who seems like remotely threatening as a villain in the works well what's interesting is this movie was written by the guy who did loki this tv series and loki introduced the idea of the multiverse and explained sort of the machinations of this controlling force that keeps the multiverse contained and by the end of it loki and his and his companion kind of break the system down. And so the multiverse is kind of let loose, but they, they run into Kong who is played by um, Jonathan majors. And he's like this all knowing powerful entity that has beaten the multiverse and controls it because he's like, otherwise you guys mess it up. And so He's he's supposed to be I thought he would come into this one because it's the same writer, but two, because that's the multiverse. Um, But the the writer, Michael Waldron, was like, well, we didn't want it to get too crowded. And I thought, oh, we've got to be the first one to do Wanda because she's like the fun character to do. And so it's almost like this guy (laughs) plucked this interesting character, didn't bother really engaging with what makes her interesting. And it's just like, let's let her loose and then destroy her by the end. And we'll just move on to the next problem next movie. And it's just like. I could feel that indifference towards Wanda so viscerally in this film that I just was so irritated by it. And Wanda's Wanda's arc and WandaVision is you realize that she's been mind controlling this small town and she didn't know she did it. She did it because she lost everything. She came back from the blip, realized that the government had been basically destroying her beloved Vision's body for science, takes him, goes to this place and makes up a dream world where she can just like live out her 1950s um, sitcom life. But as she realizes what she's doing, she at first thinks it's worth it. But then in a conversation with another evil witch, she's like, oh, okay, actually, this isn't worth it. This isn't who I want to be. This isn't who I'd want my children, fictional or not, to be raised by. And so she undoes the magic. She sets the town free and she lets go of her family and her love. And she's left with absolutely nothing again, because once again, her coworkers are assholes <laughs> who don't know how to check up on her. And well, another- yeah. It's also it's also weird because Agatha yes. is still alive and kicking at the right. end of WandaVision. So also theoretically she could have come into this, but she's also not mentioned. Yeah. Here. And and like, yes, the ending is like Agatha's like, you're meant to be the Scarlet Witch. You should give in to these dark powers, the dark hold, and then you'll be able to do anything you want. And she tells her off, but then at the end, like I said, she is dabbling in the dark hold book which is this book and what annoys me most about this movie dr strange is that they constantly reference oh the dark hold has her but there is never any exploration of like is that some sort of evil entity with its own intentions or is wanda just bad because they just treat her like she's just bad and the only way to engage with her is to destroy her which is like if you're saying that she's been taken over by a malevolent 
the malevolent force, then as a good friend or a hero who's willing to risk everything for this kid you just met, you should also be willing to risk everything to save Wanda from the dark side. Like it's like, is it, I was so confused if they wanted me to believe that she was being controlled by a darker force or if she had just given into her own dark side. Cause it seemed like they flipped and flopped about what motivation it was. And they constantly were like, Oh, the dark hold, uh, Dr. Strange, if you read the dark hold, you're going to turn into the dark hold. Like the dark hold just brings out the word, the dark hold, the dark hold, like it's an entity. But then they were so callous about like Wanda giving, like, I don't know. I just felt like, I felt like a similar thing they did with Shang-Chi where the dad was like, Oh, I hear my mom. I hear my wife's voice. I have to go save her. I have to go save her. And it turns out it's this demon spirit that is manipulating him to its own end. And I thought something like that would have been more interesting here, but instead it's just like, Oh yeah, I guess she's just too far gone now. We're just going to go kill her, I guess. Yeah. The, I was confused whether the dark hold was, uh, like a purely evil thing that anybody who engaged with it like was automatically evil or if yeah. it somehow like brought out qualities that were already within that person because Doctor Strange also deals with the yes. dabbles in the dark hold and seems fine right um and then I also wasn't sure like who made the dark hold like what was the, like <laughs> right. what's sort of the history behind that like is there somebody out there who has control of that and is controlling the people yeah the thing that I found most frustrating about the WandaVision Mm. plot line was like in the show WandaVision Wanda is mostly upset about the fact that her husband or yeah. boyfriend or who whatever Vision has died and sort of is, is in going through the grieving process of that has like resurrected him in this small town to try to make everything perfect Yes, and, and then yes by the end she sort of like recognizes that's bad and gives it up and then at never any point in the series that I remember was like the motherhood angle <laughs> of it really an important facet. Like, yes, she has kids in the show and she cares for them, but it feels like those are sort of a byproduct of the fact that she wants this perfect life with vision mm. in this. She doesn't seem to really care about vision at all. Like he's not a part of this story. Yeah. It's all about how she just wants to have these to be raising these children, which she doesn't have in the, our universe, but like theoretically she could adopt children mm -hmm. or like have some kind of children. Mm -hmm. And the fact that she goes so far out of her way and becomes such like a horrible human being to uh, like all sort of in the name of like motherhood, Ugh. like that's her reasoning. Yeah. I feel like it's very cheap. It feels very, masculine mm -hmm. and then also it just doesn't really make sense with who she was in the previous iterations or who she is um even like within this movie itself it it just feels so out of left field oh, and so, so for lazy. everything that yeah that i liked about this movie it felt like okay well we have to give this woman um motivation what's a good motivation for a woman i guess kids okay we'll yeah. do something with kids like it doesn't really make any sense i think if you wanted to make wanda the villain of this film or of the series because she um 
because she has all of these powers and it would be mm-hmm. interesting to sort of like have people fight her. I think that you could work off of the fact that yes, she has lost her boyfriend, but also the fact that like the Marvel people don't really seem that intent on like helping yeah. her or taking care of her. And and then also if you throw in this dark hold, you could sort of do like a weird possession sort of plot line and give her a like Darth Vader-esque narrative right. where she sort of like becomes bad for all of these different reasons, but then sort of like in the grand finale of whatever this is actually sort of like gives up and and helps the Avengers. Like I can see a satisfying creative arc there Mm -hmm. somewhere that was not taken for this film. A hundred percent because that's a big criticism of the film. And I think it's interesting to read what women critics and men critics have to say about this movie because men critics are like, Oh yeah, this is great. Sam Raimi. And women critics are like, uh, can we like leave this like motherhood thing behind? Because it's the only way they know how to write women in this movie. Most famously with, Scarlett Johansson's character Black Widow talking about in Age of Ultron or whatever that she's a monster because she can't have kids anymore like it's like okay calm down like just calm down and then to take an interesting female character like Wanda and if you want to write her off as a villain fine do it but make it earned because all these men in these movies are complicated and make horrible decisions right like Tony Stark literally creates Ultron because he feels like the world's going to fall apart and he needs to protect it. He has this entire like angle where he's like, I have to save the entire world. And in doing so, he creates Ultron, which kills an entire city, like reach pulls an entire city out of the earth and crashes it to the ground or whatever. And he still gets a redemption cycle, right? Like he's never seen as, Ooh, you did something bad. It's like, Oh, it was so tortured. Like he has such a good reason for it. Even Chris Evans, like Captain America, goes against his friends, his government, his like ideology to protect Bucky Barnes, who Bucky Barnes even gets a redemption cycle, even though Bucky Barnes was an assassin for centuries, you know? So it's like to see them decide, oh, WandaVision is like going to be so powerful. Wanda is going to be so powerful that we just like have to kill her because she's psychotic with it and she goes crazy with it. And it's like too much for one single person. So we, we have to make her the villain. It's like giving me Danny in um, Game of Thrones energy where it's like you build a woman up just to tear her down. And on top of that, the only excuse you can find for her is that she wants to make pancakes with her boys. Like, please <laughs> just... It could have been something where like like she could she could have been like, oh, I want to get to my boys because every single person on this planet sucks. All of you guys are assholes. You're self-serving. Why can't I like give her a little meat to chew on? But instead, it's just Elizabeth um, Olsen sitting there being like, oh, I have to get to my boys. I have to save my boys. What if my boys get sick? I have to take all the powers that I, if my boys get sick, I can save them. And I don't care about anything but my boys. And it's like, It just felt so lazy and like trite and just uninteresting. Well, also these are people who she like aren't even real people and that she made up and she wasn't even with for that long. Yes. Like they grew so fast. Yeah. What connection do you have? Like, yeah, these were real her real children that she had for like a long period of time. It it the whole thing just doesn't really make sense. And Elizabeth Olsen is like trying to sell it because she's a really good actress. Yeah. But she's sort of just not um yeah she's she's just not given what you need to and i think the thing this with similarly with daenerys is like 
if it's done well, I think that sort of arc can be interesting. Yeah. It can be satisfying. It's just when it's done poorly, then then it all feels very sort of problematic. Yeah. And and I think that's the issue here. Um Yeah, and I but- think like yeah, to your point, I think this is people like cite like well this is a traditional plot, you know, like this is like Macbeth or you know Darth Vader they all like get to absolute power corrupts absolutely but it's like yeah but not in a blink of an eye without any sort of context or or interesting backstory or or complicated dynamics but this was just like girl boss like I got to get to my kids at whatever cost possible and so it was just like I felt like it could have been more interesting to let her have a better motivation because at this point Thanos has a stronger case for doing what he did because he's like, Oh, I got to save the planet. Like I got to save the universe from our own destructive habits. Like all the, all the facts and groundwork is there to be like, I guess I can see his point because we have destroyed X, Y, and Z and maybe he's going about it the wrong way, but the guy's not wrong. You know, like that's sort of like, huh, interesting. But Wanda is just like so insular that she's like, I want to make pancakes with my two 12 year old boys. And it's like, you have the power to see across the dimensions. And that's what you walk away caring about. Like, I just. Well, the, the other thing with Darth Vader and with Macbeth, both as characters, is that they, from the beginning, are shown as complicated people who have good sides and bad sides, and then sort of it's like the bad side is overtaken from all the power they have. Wanda, up until this point, has not really given villain. (laughs) Um, And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, now she's like this crazy person. There was no no build to it at all. Um, But anyway, should we move on from... The Wanda of it all to <laughs> no, some I of the have other so many Wanda parts. points. I mean, I guess relative, we can transition because one of the more frustrating parts of this movie is we have had so many interesting multiverse uh, experiences at this point from Into the Spider Verse, the animated movie, um, even with Loki, the TV show, and then most recently with Everything Everywhere. And watching this movie, I was like, wow, how did they make the idea of a multiverse boring where it's like almost the like every single world they go to and sure they flash through some and like some quick moments where they're paint or whatever but every single world they go to there's a doctor strange whose sister died when he was young who is dating christine and it's like it's all the same and the only thing that's different sometimes is like oh look it's captain carter instead of captain marvel and it's like i mean instead of captain america and it's like I was so struck by how dull they made these time, these verse jumps or whatever you call it, because it's like they could do anything and they just chose the most bland multiverses to explore. I think part of that is just that the movie is already doing so much. It's, it's, I also read that there was that the original version of this, like Sam Raimi's first cut was 40 minutes longer, which is a classic like (laughs) DC trope. So I don't know if that would help or hurt that issue with the different multiverses, but there's so many plot lines because you have the Doctor Strange plot line, you have all of the Scarlet Witch stuff, you have the different uh, versions of Doctor Strange, you have the Rachel McAdams like love plot line, you have um, Doctor Strange and his rivalry with the Chiwetel Ejiofor character, then you have all of the America Chavez stuff. There's just (laughs) so many things this movie is attempting to do that I feel like when you... That the 
multiverses are sort of like not the main feature where if, when you think about into the spider-verse or the new spider-man movie or everything everywhere like the the main the main dish is the multiverses mm-hmm. where in this i feel like it's you know like the third side dish that you have yeah. um yeah, they're not super exciting. They do sort of lend themselves a little bit to the horror element. Uh, one of my favorite sequences is when the Scarlet Witch like basically goes and attacks this council called the Illuminati, which yes. like camp, high camp, that there's yeah. a group called the Illuminati. <laughs> and it's all of these um, Marvel superheroes, some of whom are like the actual like versions of them, some of whom are sort of these like uh, fan casted <laughs> kind of like what if uh, characters, but you just watch her like murder them all, which is not something you get to see with. The yeah. It's pretty celebrities. dark. Yeah. So it's fun to watch. To, like, I felt like in some ways also this movie, when I was looking at like the critical responses, the critics who liked it most were the critics who were least invested in the Marvel. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> it's like, like, I think this movie was more made for people who weren't Marvel fans because you're not like as um, precious about things. Or it's for to- like deep comic fans. Well, I don't even know about that though, because like in my theater, it was packed and there was lots of Marvel yeah. people there. And so you get to the scene and it's like oh, yeah. Agent Carter is the new um, Captain America. And everyone's like, yes, like this is what we've been waiting for, blah, 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 blah. And then like five minutes later, she's sliced in half by a shield. And you could, like, the room was not having that moment. <laughs> and I was like, this is entertaining for me (laughs) to sort of watch these Marvel fans get so excited and then get their hopes and dreams like slashed out from underneath them when (laughs) Professor X gets his mind melted and you know so I enjoyed some of that of it but I don't think that if you were a like a super fan that you would want to necessarily watch the um the like Captain Marvel lady get yeah it's pretty weird yeah because it's like they set it up. They do this whole long intro where it's intro. like, we're yes. the Illuminati. And it's like, pause for applause. Here's John Krasinski. Um, and then they each have their battle. But it's like, we know this isn't going to end well. And so you're just like, Ugh. like these guys are bad at their jobs. But then you're also like, oh, well, Wanda's so strong. But then you're also like, oh, we're supposed to hate Wanda. So it's like weird because you can't root for her. But then you're also like, wait, our heroes are are immortal like they can't they can be killed i i do like the fact that the multiverse like opens up for more things like this where you can right. you know you can kill characters you can bring characters back as other people you can bring back dead characters like all of that kind of stuff is sort of interesting but at the same time it does make everything feel a little bit less like concrete yeah because like, oh, well, they could bring in Thanos from another universe and have to do this all over again, yeah. kind of. Like, nothing is finished with all of these multiverses. Well, I was um, curious with this, like, Illuminati, because that's kind of where the last, like, the second act happens is in this other world, like Planet 818 or whatever. Um, Doctor Strange is sort of captured and, like, told... It's really weird because uh, his friend turned enemy from the first Doctor Strange is there and he's like oh yeah you guys should be worried about Wanda because she'll be able to whatever it's called dream walk and so you'll be fighting the real Wanda but then instead of like batting down the hatches and like preparing for that they take him into sort of this 
room to be like, you're the real problem, Dr. Strange. And that's kind of meant to be Dr. Strange's journey is realizing that in every in every universe, he becomes ultra powerful and ultra evil. And in this universe, they decided they had to, he was, he was still cognizant enough to realize they had to destroy him because he was too powerful and like too, yeah. I don't know, adjacent Basically, to evil. Sort of like he's like the Wanda of other universes. Yeah. So they like have to get rid of him. But it wasn't like, again, I don't know if it's because Benedict Cumberbatch isn't like rocking it in this role for me, but I didn't feel like there was any emotional lesson learned for him. Like, yes, he like, he like goes back and he's like, oh, America, you're the one with power. And you've got to stand up and do this. And um, you will be able to control it because you're all you need. But I'm like, wait, where did you learn that? What is what's happening here? There, there is just so many different things again. And then you have like the horror and there's just so much stuff happening that I feel like nothing was done well. Yeah. The relationship between Benedict Cumberbatch and Rachel McAdams yeah. also is sort of weird Ugh. across the different universes. Um, I also I want to talk about the America Chavez character okay, yeah. because this is you know, she's the new introduction here. Yeah. She has the power to jump through the multiverses. So presumably, holes. yes, <laughs> she's going to be a, a big feature coming up. She's under sort of like the tutelage of Wong at the end of this, learning to be a <laughs> shaman so or whatever they are. By the way. Um, yeah. Well, and then also like the other shaman people, that is sort of like an interesting oh, yeah. scene where Doctor where Wanda comes and like kills everybody and most of them are human, but there's just like one person who's like a goat. <laughs> yeah, like and a, you're you're like, like a bison. Uh yeah. like oh, this is like where did they come from? Um, <laughs> but America Chavez I also felt like was not a real human in this. Oh, like she her was just a MacGuffin. Yeah, yes. Yeah, such like a stock image, like uh, put in there her character doesn't really have like much of an arc she's sort of just used for her like time jumping abilities she was also touted well I was a little slightly confused about this because it was touted that this movie had um, you know was another sort of uh, another Disney property that featured some kind of gay scene in it mm. which we got in the Avengers Endgame we got in one of the Star Wars movies we got in um, uh, we're supposedly getting in Buzz Lightyear. Have there been any other of these recently? Was there a gay character in Turning Red? No. No. Oh, but then like Luca sort of. So we've gotten all of these like, oh, it's there's a queer character, but it's like never a real actual queer person. It's sort of like strange. So America comes from some planet where her like mothers are lesbians. Mm hmm. And then she is wearing a like rainbow pin on her, but nobody really ever talks about it. And I was confused as to if her character is supposed to be queer in some way, or if she's just like wearing the pin because her moms are lesbian. Like I in the comics, she is an Afro Latina le- queer woman. Okay, um, so but that hasn't it really hasn't been addressed factored here. in because yes, in the comics okay. she shows up as like a full adult with full powers. And is very strong and and cool and can fly and stuff. So they really, really, really watered her down here and thinned her out. And it's unclear why, if that's just because they don't want to address that explicitly or if it's because they, I think there's talk of doing like a young Marvel sort of spinoff show. So they want some to add some kids to the mix. (laughs) So they had cast this like 12 year old. Um, 
So yeah, it's kind of weird. And I also had questions because she just pops up. Like it starts in the middle of her story where she's running away from these demons. But we have the flashback to where she loses her moms to her powers. And then she's wearing this very modern, very chic like jean jacket with a Mexican flag on it. So it's like, what happened here? Like, when did you, <laughs> how were you raised? Because she, in her original world, they're like very alien in this very pretty alien like world wearing like, I don't know alien garb like it's not like she went to tj maxx and got a jean no, jacket it's almost like i'm um, a wonder woman yeah <laughs> so it's like weird that it's like wait how did you go from being eight years old to this like have you been running you haven't been out running demons she, this whole time because but she has been jumping from universe to universe yeah and she knows enough that she's been to multiple universes to meet dr strange like she's like oh in some right. universes you're not even the supreme and it's like well, so how long has this been going on? Like, why are you chasing down Doctor Strange specifically? Because it seems like after he fails you once or twice, maybe it's time to go to the next world and look yeah. for someone else. Like, go to Wanda and ask Wanda for help type thing. Oh, wait, Wanda doesn't have... Oh, no, Wanda does. Um, So, yeah, it was just kind of, like, weird to have her be the central uh, issue in the movie, but never have any real uh, autonomy or interesting choices because even when she controls her powers it's just to let wanda face off against wanda again which is like to realize that she isn't the right she isn't those kids moms and that she would in fact scar them for life if she killed their mom and took over their life and Mm so it was all just kind of like wait what and then even after dr strange's speech to her where she's like he's like you have to control your powers all they can think to do with her is send her to like boarding school to learn magic it's like wait (laughs) what (laughs) like what was the point of this character yeah i'm really confused as to where this is going and she doesn't have a film of her own coming up or a tv show not that's been announced no that i'm seeing so i'm like i i'm sort of not sure what's happening there um i guess can we talk about what's next up on the on the docket for marvel sure and try to like figure out if any of this is going to come up to play. So uh, July, we have Thor love and thunder, Mm -hmm. which is the return of Natalie Portman and look, and it's also directed by Taika Waititi. It looks fun and has some crossover with guardians. Cause that's where we lost them together. Yeah. And then we have the new black Panther, which, which (laughs) comes out in November, but I feel like we don't really know anything about that yet. Do we? Nothing at all. And so those are the only two movies that we have left this year. And then also coming up on the docket, we have Ant-Man and the Wasp, a new one of those. Mm. And then a third Guardians of the Galaxy. And then the Marvels, mm-hmm. which is the like a Captain sequel to Mar- Captain yeah, Marvel. Marvel. And then there's a Fantastic Form film that's in development but hasn't been announced yet. So uh, like none of these... I guess maybe the Black Panther one, but like none of these really seem like they are going to be like moving. Yeah, that's what's weird about this is I think it everyone thought, but, oh, this is going to tie in Loki. Oh, this is going to be a sequel to Spider-Man, but it's actually a standalone movie that's just badly done. Like that's what I think. I think it is meant, like sure there might be pockets that are stolen, but I think it's pretty, this isn't like Captain America's movies where they are basically Avenger movies. This is just a, Doctor Strange movie that happens to be bad. Yeah. That's and how then I feel. <laughs> and then you have and then on the TV side of things, 
there's Ms. Marvel and She-Hulk, mm-hmm. which are both like new characters. So yeah. presumably, I don't know what those are doing. And then there's a, and then there's another couple shows that are announced, but it's like we don't they're like pre-production. We don't even know when they're going to be headed out. So it like I feel like looking forward, we don't really know anything about like what direction Phase Four is going in because currently Phase Four just seems like a random smattering of movies that aren't really like doing anything yeah yeah even though there is stuff happening yeah right like i mean there there seem to be like just throwing everything at the wall right now to see what sticks because in shang chi they introduce that weird magic and they're like oh this is old and captain marvel shows up to be like huh i haven't seen this pattern before type thing and so every movie has had a moment where they're like, is this going to be the next thing? Is this the Infinity Stones? And it's like, it's not coming together as seamlessly. And I feel like more and more, like, yes, they're good at at routing these characters together. But I think they, they struck gold, luckily, with the Infinity Stones and Thanos. And I don't think it'll be as easy to capture that, especially because people are on the lookout for it. And so this movie was just like, what? What is happening here? And like, why are we fighting with music notes and who, what's this third eye about? And why is the book of Ashanti so important only to never ever actually matter in this stupid (laughs) movie? And then also you have to remember that there is the, um, the Harry Styles character from Eternals that's floating around the end credit scene of this. We have Charlize Theron as some kind of character who she doesn't have a movie announced. So I don't know what, that is or who she is um so there's just a lot of of pieces swirling i guess if you think about like phase if you think that like phase one through three of marvel is like one complete story and now they're sort of like working on their second one phase four would be similar to phase one of the original marvel movies which were just like which were mostly unconnected until they ended with the avengers so maybe that is what we're doing here where we're just sort of like getting a lot of new pieces on the board and then in maybe phase five they'll start combining things but it is strange especially when you have all of these tv shows and there has been a lot of crossover where the florence Pugh character is showing up in hawkeye and you know there's like people floating around in the ether yeah it was like i was i I wouldn't say I was excited for this movie. I didn't love the original Doctor Strange, but I was curious because everyone talked about this being like the next big chapter. But the instant this movie started, I was just like staring at the screen like dumb face, like, wait, this is it? Like it it felt poorly written. It felt poorly like like the script made also, the acting bad. the visual bad. effects looked bad. Yeah, the the like weird zombie Doctor Strange wasn't good. Looked terrible. And, and they're all, and they're, like, they have the, the biggest visual effects. And yeah. basically these movies are like 90%, like none of it's shot on location anymore right. these days. So the fact that they can't, like, get their act together <laughs> is, like, honestly embarrassing. Well, Especially and Doctor I, Strange's magic has this whole, like, oh, it's the the third dimension or whatever, which he does in Spider-Man where he takes Spider-Man through that weird like fighting space, but he never uses that here. And that's like one of his main powers. So it's like, what are you, what's happening here? Like, what is this movie? What are these characters? It felt so disingenuous to what they'd built before. Well, and I famously went and saw the 32nd Avatar uh, teaser yes, trailer yes. before this. And so going from that, which looked 
gorgeous yeah. to watching this movie i was like oh guys like we have better technology <laughs> for this we don't this does not have to look this cheap yeah. like this is it's not like this was you know some indie project and they're begging like please someone do the visual effects mm-hmm. on this we just need this car to explode it's like this yeah. is a this is the largest film franchise in the world yeah and yet we can't get the visual effects to look halfway decent like i don't understand yeah. what, where's where's the group that did the lion king live action <laughs> remake like get them involved because yeah, even the the illuminati planet it was just so boring it was like clearly just oh we'll put a we'll put a tree in the middle of the new york street instead of on the side like it was like what's happening here like why aren't you creative in a field that allows you to be the most creative like it's just like it was strange it was very odd and and i I wanted them to wrestle more with like what a multiverse would be because the interesting thing about a multiverse is that if you make a single difference, like what does your life turn into? And so the fact that he had the same literal backstory to why his sister was dead was just like, what? Like this is the stupidest thing. Also, I just had to say, honestly, I know there are some people out there who are like, oh my gosh, Wanda like quote unquote mind raped a town and like she's evil. Like we knew she was evil. She's irredeemable. And I have to say that one of the worst things to happen in this movie, one of the cruelest things I saw happen in this movie was when Dr. Strange just forced that man on the street who was like, did you steal this coat from a museum to like start beating himself for two weeks straight just because he was like annoyed by him? And it was played off as like a joke. And it was like, oh, that guy's going to be struggling for the next two weeks, slapping himself in the face over and over because he irritated me. And it was like, that is cruel and unusual and unearned. And it's just like, it was played for laughs in a movie where we're supposed to believe that Wanda would be so vicious to get to her children. And I was just like, ugh, these men, these men are allowed to be complicated and, and problematic and still given their redemption and still given their time to talk to their ex-girlfriends about how they screwed it up for them on their wedding day. And there's no there's none of that grace given to women to be interesting or complex for an extended amount of time because once they have power, they become bad. Yeah. Yes. Agree with all of that. (laughs) And also the multiverse thing, like you were saying, if supposedly every universe like is branches off from a different decision that's made, like most universes would be vastly different from one another because somebody back in the day wouldn't, you know, have, like Adam and Eve would have had a right. made some different choice and then they're like the entire world would be completely yes. different. So the fact that most universes are like basically the same but just a couple of differences. Yeah. It's like where are all the universes where there's no superheroes yeah. or where like at least with um everything everywhere all at once. They're I mean obviously they're going to such different multiverses but it's like they're all so different right. from one another. And- We're like oh you're a rock or you're a ratatouille or yeah. whatever. Or this one is like Doctor Strange is never played by anyone different where it's like you're Marvel. You could get someone to do a cameo and be Doctor Strange and that'd be more interesting than just having Doctor Strange talk to Doctor Strange with the same gray streaks in his same hair with the same Well, robe. he had different facial hair. <laughs> yeah, that's how you could tell. And one of them he had a man bun. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. The telltale um, sign of a different strange. Uh, um okay anyways yeah we talked about this movie yeah it it irritated me i wanted it to be more fun i'm really hopeful on thor because i think i think one taika waititi has a better relationship with the movies and with thor and with movie making (laughs) so i i'm not saying this is the end of marvel but i'm saying i was really disappointed by this yeah 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 
It wasn't. It was, it was, it was just whatever. like lazy. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. Marvel's had bad movies before. And yeah. this one got decent reviews. Marvel, yeah. like, this is not tanking anything this isn't for them. dark yeah or dark world or whatever but well and it's also not like um dumbledore rise yeah. <laughs> of the cursed child or whatever the yeah. last harry potter one was that you're like eh, this actually might be the end of this series <laughs> right um yeah so yeah we'll be back next week um i am gone on monday oh but, my gosh um, we keep missing these pcrs i know this is as embarrassing for us we're too busy yeah um, but what are we doing next week i know we have something on the schedule but i, 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 can't, I can't remember, remember what it is. but we'll see We'll look it up and we'll tell you guys <laughs> later. Okay. Well, in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. You can leave us a review. Um, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.